Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. I begin in the name of Allah, compassionate to all, merciful to each. Assalamu alaikum and welcome to the 19th episode in this podcast series titled Journeying Our Eyes Through the Quran, Exploring 30 Juz in 30 Days. Today, inshallah, we will continue our journey through the pages of the Quran as we take a brief look into the 19th juz of the Quran. As we enter the last 10 nights, we are also simultaneously entering the last part of our exploration of the Quran. And as we turn towards the end of this endeavor, inshallah, we pray that we are able to appreciate these parts of the Quran even more in these holy nights, nights which have been explained in an incredible way within the Quran itself. Today, we will explore Juz 19, which consists of the latter 56 verses of Surah Al-Furqan, the 25th chapter of the Quran, which can be translated as the criterion, and is a chapter that is named after the Quran itself. After Surah Al-Furqan comes chapter 26, which is Surah Shura, the poets, and the first 55 verses of Surah Al-Naml, or the ants. All of these surahs are Meccan. Both Surah Al-Furqan and Surah Al-Shu'ara both discuss the Quraysh's rejection of the Qur'an and their displeasure at the humanness of Rasulullah It is these verses about the Qur'an and its revelation that we will be exploring for the next few days. Surah Al-Furqan begins with the following verse. Blessed is he who sent down the criterion to his servant that he may be a warner to all the nations. Over here, we see that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uses the word furqan, which is translated as the criterion, as a name for the Qur'an, and this is where the chapter gets its name. The word furqan comes from the root word faraqa, which means to split or to fracture. And it's one of the names of the Qur'an, but we might be wondering why. Why would the word meaning split be a name for the Qur'an? The reason for this is that the Qur'an is what splits and differentiates between good and evil. It is a criterion, and it helps us determine the correct way to act and the incorrect ways that we shouldn't act. It's a light for our ethical compass. In the following hadith narrated from Rasulullah wasallam, narrated both in Al-Kafi and Tafsir Al-Ayashi, Rasulullah wasallam is narrated to have said the following, When trials overcome you, like the darkness of the night sky, then hold tightly to the Qur'an. For it is a cure whose intercession is accepted and an advocate whose testimony is honest. Whosoever places it at the forefront, it will lead him to paradise. And when someone forsakes it or puts it behind them, it will drive them to the fire. It is a signpost that leads and points to the best way, a book wherein details, clear exposition, and means of attaining true felicity are contained. It is the criterion and should not be taken lightly. It has both an exterior and a hidden interior. Its outer is decisive, while its inner is knowledge. Its outer is wonderfully elegant, while its inner is deep. It has underlying depths within which are further depths. Neither can its wonders be enumerated, nor its marvels fathomed. It contains the lamp of guidance and the lighthouse of wisdom. It is a guide to the commendable course of action for those who recognize it. As per this beautiful hadith, the Qur'an is supposed to be a light for us in the darkness. When times are confusing, it's what helps us split between what God loves and what he does not love. It sheds light on principles, which we should be able to hang on to as communities as times become more confusing. 
As the hadith says, it should essentially be a furqan for us. It's what helps us recognize the truth. And then as we recognize the truth, we're able to separate from evil. And if we take the Quran as our leader, it leads us to paradise. But as we approach these nights of Qadr, a question to ask ourselves is what is our criterion in life? Is the Quran really a leader in our lives? Do we take it as a light? Does it influence us? Does it serve this purpose in our lives that's mentioned here as a furqan? Does it serve this purpose in our communities? Or are we fulfilling a scary prophecy that's mentioned with regards to the day of Qiyamah and that's mentioned also in Surah Al-Furqan in verses 28 to 30? <laughs> A day when the wrongdoer will bite his hands, saying, I wish I had followed the apostle's way. Woe to me! I wish I had not taken so-and-so as a friend. Certainly he led me astray, away from the reminder after it had come to me, and Satan is a deserter of man. And the apostle will say, O my Lord, indeed my people, consigned and abandoned this Qur'an to oblivion. The verses mentioned here are rather telling of a state that many of us will be on the Day of Judgment, wishing that we had kept ourselves in better company, company and friends that were close in proximity to the Qur'an versus further away, and will wish that we didn't ignore its reminders and cast it aside. The people quoted in this verse as mentioning their regrets are Muslims themselves, who even though they had the truth, they rejected and abandoned the Qur'an's teachings. The verse mentions that Rasulullah will say, Ya Rabbi, inna qurana That, O oh my Lord, indeed my community, my people, have taken this Qur'an as an abandoned thing. The word used over here is the word mahjura, which is an ismi maf'ul, or the nounal form of an object, which comes from the verb hajara, which means to migrate or forsake, meaning that the Qur'an has been forsaken or migrated away from and parted with. Later in this juz, in the beginning of Surah Al-Shu'ara, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says the following,
أَوَلَمْ يَرَوْا إِلَى الْأَرْضِ كَمْ أَنْبَتْنَا فِيهَا مِنْ كُلِّ زَوْجٍ كَرِيمٍ إِنَّ فِي ذَلِكَ لَآيَةٍ وَمَا كَانَ أَكْثَرُهُمْ مُؤْمِنِينَ وَإِنَّ رَبَّكَ لَهُوَ الْعَزِيزُ الرَّحِيمُ طَاسِينَ ميم These are the signs of the manifest book. You are liable to imperil your life out of distress that they will not have faith. If we wish, we will send down to them a sign from the sky, before which their heads will remain bowed in humility. There does not come to them any new reminder from the all-beneficent, but that they disregard it. They have already denied the truth, but soon there will come to them the news of what they have been deriding. Have they not regarded the earth? How many of every splendid kind of vegetation we have caused to grow in it? There is indeed a sign in that, but most of them do not have faith. Indeed, your Lord is the Almighty, the All-Merciful. In these verses of Surah Al-Shu'ara, we see that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is describing the efforts with which Rasulullah wasallam took in order to ensure that he fulfilled his role as a prophet and did everything in his capacity to guide us. He worked so hard and became so invested in this that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions that it is as though he's putting his own life in distress, tormenting and almost killing himself with worry, showing the extent to which he made his efforts and the extent to which he cared. As the verse says, It should fill us with love and appreciation to think about the efforts that Rasulullah made to ensure that we receive the revelation of the Qur'an and the teachings of the truth. And when thinking about the previous verses and the prophecy of what he will say on the Day of Judgment, a very clear picture is painted for us. We see the incredible efforts of Rasulullah and the rejection of his community, us of the revelation and word of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that he worked so hard to preserve and to get to us. And unfortunately, until today, this Qur'an has not been appreciated by the qawm or the community or the people who are supposed to hold it most dear to their hearts. The Qur'an is incredible in its divinity. It was and is a proof for truth. Its greatness is attested to both within and without the Qur'an. As described in Surah An-Naml, also in this juz, in verse 6, this Qur'an is from the proximity and the presence of the one who is the most wise and the most knowledgeable, as it says, This Qur'an is from none other than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It is the most tangible thing that we have of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in this world. And as we enter the last ten nights and days of this month in which this blessed book was revealed, let's reflect on our relationship with it and think about how we can continue to build our relationship with this divine book, and not to be of those who are prophesied on the Day of Judgment, who have abandoned the Qur'an. Walhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen, wa sallallahu ala nabiyyina Muhammadin wa alihi tayyibin al-tahirin, wa assalamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.